0: What's up sinners? How you doing out there? This is your Bible Belt Atheist. Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist podcast. Coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt and the most fun place to sin, I must say. Lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. Well, I'll take that back. There's probably places that are more fun to sin. I guess Vegas, New Orleans, somewhere like that. But man, you can turn heads in this town by just doing a little bit of sinning. And that's what I like to do. Welcome back. I've been away for a little bit, for actually a month. I've been not doing podcasts. I've, um, I have took a deep breath, decided to take a little break, decided to look around a little bit more, find some new things to talk about. And also, uh, four weeks ago today, I got a new puppy. Yeah, a new puppy. I've been looking for a puppy for about two years. That would be perfect for me to ride around with me all day while I work. Um, I drive usually 100, 200 miles a day, sometimes more with my job. I'm in outside sales and I got a nice uh, four door pickup that I ride around in. And I always wanted a dog to ride with me and I finally got one and, uh, He's beautiful. He's smart. He's really smart, and uh, I'm enjoying having him in my life. Um, I forgot how much work a puppy is. So the last four weeks have been uh, quite the adventure. I've walked more in the last four weeks, and I've probably walked in the last four years, which is a great thing. And um, you know, it's like having a toddler when he's with me at the house. I have to close the door in every room that I'm going to be in for more than 30 seconds and keep him in there with me because if I turn my back and he gets out and goes to a different room mayhem will ensue and uh, but he's really smart he's doing really well and I love him and he's part of what I've been thinking about to talk about on the podcast and uh, so here goes thanks for listening if this is your first time I appreciate you tuning in if you are a repeat listener thanks for coming back I greatly appreciate it. Um, Usually I say this at the end of the podcast, but if you enjoy it, if you like what you hear, or if you find it disturbing, please uh, recommend it to a friend, a family member, an enemy, an ex, somebody you want to educate or somebody you want to infuriate. It doesn't matter to me. Just uh, tell somebody. And uh, whatever, whatever, uh, podcast listening center that you get this from, please write a review, give me a rating, whatever you feel comfortable doing. So um, lots been going on the last four weeks. Um, the world stage is pretty grim, as always. COVID is making a fierce comeback and scaring the shit out of people. Well, only the people that actually accept it as being real, but um, which I'm one of those. I'm fully vaccinated. And I'm still being careful. I've gone back to wearing masks when I go in public places. And, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of social distancing since the 1900s, to be honest with you. Um, I don't like to get too close. I hug my loved ones. But uh, other than that, I don't really like even shaking hands. Never have. Don't like to be touched unless it's somebody that I want to touch me. So, uh, yeah, COVID's making a, a return tour and uh, things are kind of crazy out there. I hope you're being careful. I hope you're being safe. I hope you're getting vaccinated. I hope you live somewhere where there's some sort of common sense around you somewhere. Um, But please be careful. Just protect yourself. Take care of yourself. I mean, I want you to listen every week, right? You can't listen every week if you're sick. So um, another thing that's been going on is this This craziness that's going on in Afghanistan and it's political and it's um, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of points of view being floated around. And uh, the the funny thing, I think, is Trump and especially Donald Trump Jr. said, if you vote for my dad, he'll end the war in Afghanistan. And if you vote for Biden, he'll keep the forever war going going. And uh, as it turns out, it's been the complete opposite. Uh, President Biden has decided to put his foot down for good, bad or indifferent and decide to pull our troops out and bring an end to this thing. And uh, here as of late, I think the last thing I heard was we did some airstrikes on somebody and so on. So it may not end. This may have just been the tool to to revamp the war. Who knows? I like to refer to this as the Dick Cheney War, the 20 year Dick Cheney War, Uh, the war that actually made him a billionaire. Um it's uh it's it's pretty deep and sinister the story behind this war. And it, it made me ask myself, like, why have we been there all this time? We've been in Afghanistan for 20 years. Why have we been there? That's what I have to ask myself. And you know, me being cynical and uh suspecting of everyone and everything, I always just assume it comes back to money. And this is no different. It's money. And, you know, Afghanistan is a country that has resources. And when you ask yourself, why are we there? Why, are, why we spent so much time and spent trillions of dollars in Afghanistan. They, some people say, well, it's nation rebuilding. We went in, we bombed the shit out of them after 9-11 and now we're going to rebuild the nation to be a, a democracy and women are going to get there their equal rights and we're going to make Afghanistan believe what we believe. We're going to make Afghanistan a Christian nation, right? That's what some people would have you believe. And then other people will tell you, and this is probably part of the actual issue is that it has to do with oil. You know, we love getting involved uh, with countries and sticking our nose in where it doesn't belong when it comes to oil, because we all love our precious cars and our precious gasoline. And, um, the other advantage, uh, to occupying Afghanistan is the history of our country's deep hatred for Brown people. That's right. Brown people. We don't like Brown people, our government, our military. We don't like Brown people. That's why, You know, we don't fight non, we don't fight white countries. We don't invade Sweden or hell in World War II. We didn't even, we didn't even want to go to war against Germany, right? We had to be attacked by Asians, by Japan before we even entered the war. We weren't going to go fight white people. No, we like fucking with brown people as a country or Asian people or whatever. And, um, I think that's part of it. I definitely think that's a, That's considered a win by our military and our government. We get to go fight people that don't look like us, traditionally don't look like us. Actually, the new census says that the white people are going away. So maybe they look more like us than we realize. Anyway, yeah, you could say that oil is definitely part of it. You can say that our subconscious disdain for brown people or anyone who doesn't look like we do or doesn't believe in the same God as the Christians of the country believe in, that that's a good reason to go in and lay waste to everything and everyone. But I've done a little reading and a little research, and I found out a very interesting little fact about Afghanistan. Did you know that Afghanistan is the largest producer of opium in the world? Afghanistan produces more opium than all of the Central American countries combined. That's pretty fucking interesting considering we are in the middle of an opioid pandemic and opioid deaths and addictions run rampant in our country about as much as stupidity and religion. So... We're over there. Are we really nation building? Are we just trying to protect the opium market? Are we just trying to make sure that we can get oil for our cars and gasoline for our cars and opium? Opium. That's right. Afghanistan. Largest producer of opium in the world. And we don't want anybody else any other nation, any other religion, any other anybody, any other military to control that other than ourselves. Because one thing we Americans do like, we like our opioids. We love to get high. We are the highest bunch of motherfuckers in the world we've got every drug known to man everything that you can get high off of we have it in abundance in this country and we want to keep it that way and we'll go kill innocent women and children in other countries as long as they have opium as long as they have oil to give you a little bit of something to think about made me think Now, let's go back to this whole nation-building argument. Now, Japan, we pretty much laid waste to them at the end of World War II when we bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And we basically spent the next 40 years rebuilding that country and making them a superpower again and making them one of the most productive countries when it comes to technology and just everything that we Americans love. Right, We love technology. We love TVs, and we love stereos, and we love cars that run better than American-made cars, which the Japanese have proven that they can make a car that will last longer than any other car. So we went in and rebuilt this nation, Japan, and I guess in a way we kind of did it with the understanding that we're going to create a country that's just going to entertain us. They're going to make products that make us happy. So we're going to throw billions of dollars to rebuild Japan because they're going to turn back around and sell us TVs and Sony Walkmans and, you know, all the cool shit that Japan has given us. And Oh yeah. Sushi. Let's not forget about sushi. All right. If bombing Hiroshima and Nagasaki is how we ended up with sushi. I don't know. Was it worth it? (laughs) I love fucking sushi. But anyway, when we go in to rebuild a nation, we try to rebuild them in our image, right? We go into places. We overthrow their governments. We destroy their economies. We bomb the shit out of their cities. And then we will agree to rebuild them as long as they come back and offer us some form of entertainment. Offer us some products that we can play with. You know, sure, we'll we'll destroy you, but we'll bring you back to life as long as you're willing to look like us. And I think part of that is Christian arrogance. Follow me on this. If you're an American Christian and you read the King James Version of the Bible, you're taught from a very young age that we were all, created in god's image right think about that first of all who is we did the dogs and the cats and the squirrels and the rabbits get left out of this okay so we're all we humans were created in god's image right well that instantly gives you the arrogance that you're top of the food chain that you're better than all the other creatures in the world that the little dogs and the little cats are insignificant, and they don't deserve to be treated the way humans are treated because we were all created in God's image, right? So if this is true, God is black, he's white, he's Asian, he's everything. Oh, wait, 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 no, no, no. The King James Version The Americanized Christian version of the Bible tells us that God is a white man and he looks like Ted Nugent on the cover of the Cat Scratch Fever album. That's God. Okay. Because he was, we were created after him, we were created in his image. So God has to be a white dude that looks like he puts on a polyester leisure suit and goes to the disco every weekend. So, arrogant American Christians would never even consider the fact that God might look Asian or might look Middle Eastern. No, no he we were created in his image and and we're the right ones, so he's got to be a white guy, right? Got to be. That's the only way that the brainwashing would really work is that he has to be a white guy. We were all created in God's image. We know the real God. Our God is the only real God. All the other gods that are celebrated around the world, they're all false prophets. So the real God, the only God, the right God has got to be a white guy that looks like fucking Ted Nugent. Okay, now do you understand why we go around the world and push our weight around and have the arrogance to think that we always are doing it because we have a higher sense of morality than anybody else in the world? Does anybody else get that? Anybody else feel that way? American white Christians for some reason, only believe that their God is the only true God. Their God is the absolute be-all, end-all of the God show. Well, that's pretty fucking convenient. So when our country goes in and invades a country full of brown people and kills a bunch of Brown people, our conscience is clear. They chose the wrong God and they're not white people. So, really, they weren't created in God's image because they don't look like Ted Nugent. So, no, I think it's perfectly acceptable that we go over there and just bomb the shit out of those people or go in and force them to rebuild, to try their best to look like us. Have you noticed over the last, oh, well, since World War II, Japanese people in Japan go crazy over anything American? I wonder why that is. Is our shit that much better? I mean, Levi's? Come on, I hate fucking denim. Denim's itchy and it's hot. That's what Japanese kids love. They love Levi's. And they love anything American. Because we've rebuilt that nation to believe that we were better than they are. And some of those poor people believed it. Because white Americans were the only ones created in God's image. Everybody else is fake. Brown people, nope, you're wrong. You picked the wrong God. You were born in the wrong place. You were born the wrong color. I got news for you, People. None of us got to pick who our parents were or where we were born. If you were born in a country where you could walk over and turn a knob and get clean, fresh drinking water, you're pretty fucking lucky. And that's what it was. Luck. If you were born in a country that doesn't have clean running water, doesn't have plenty of food, and is full of disease and chaos... You just weren't lucky. You weren't born in a place where there's an abundance of good things. But the white people who were lucky and won the sperm lottery and just happened to be born white and happened to be born in a country where all of these things were available, they don't want to share it. No. White American Christians do not want to share the bounty. So, we want to build walls to keep all the brown people out. Or, we want to have Muslim bands. We don't even want them coming here to visit because we're afraid they might like it. Absolutely not. White American Christians are not going to share. But we will come to your country and rebuild your shit. As long as you're willing to produce products that entertain us. Oh, 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 and you got to claim that our God's the best. You got to be willing to say, yes, Mr. White Country People, your God is the real God. You know, I can, I can pretty much, uh, I can pretty much entangle American Christianity into anything that goes on. And I often do. That's how my brain works. But when we look at things like Afghanistan and we talk about in words like nation building come up and everybody's, you know, got the fear of terrorist attacks. Everybody's worried about, well, you know, if we don't, Totally eradicate these groups, then we're going to be just, we're going to have 9 11s happen all over again. 9 11 happened because of religion. 9 11 happened because 11 guys decided that they wanted to show their love for Allah by killing as many Americans on American soil as they possibly could at one time. That's what caused 9 11. wasn't caused because Middle Middle Eastern people are crazy and evil and twisted and just want to kill everybody. No, they were caused by a religious group doing things that they believed was instructed to them to do based on their religion and their faith. So my idea is let's not eradicate an entire group of people Let's eradicate religion. Doesn't that make more sense? Let's don't get rid of the people. Let's get rid of the problem. Okay? These people got on planes and actually said, hey, we're going to kill ourselves, and we're going to kill as many innocent people as we can with us, and maybe we'll get some virgins in heaven. I know it sounds silly, but that's actually what they did. That's actually what they did. So creating a Muslim ban to prevent people who look a certain way from moving about and living their lives comfortably, why don't we eliminate the Muslim faith? Because if you eliminate the Muslim faith, if you you eliminate any religious faith, You're eliminating all of those reasons for people to do damage and create destruction in the name of a God, because that's what it's all about. That's what religion is all about. You worship your God. You do what you think your God is telling you to do. If you can eliminate that, then maybe you'll eliminate terrorism. Terrorism is rarely ever committed by someone who doesn't have a religious or political agenda. Nobody just, you know, why did you shoot up a school? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you bomb a building? What? Oh, I was just having a bad day. I was just pissed off. Somebody cut me off in traffic, so I fucking dropped a bomb on somebody. No, it's it's got to be a bigger story than that. You know, and in our country, our terrorists now are people that are doing destructive things in the name of cults, like the Trump cult, like the MAGA cult. That's what it is a cult. You have your cult leader, you have your cult followers, you have your cult actions and thoughts. It's a fucking cult. It's a religion. MAGA and Trump love is a religion. They have their God, He's in place. He tells them they should go fight for their country. They should go right up to the Capitol building and fight. And that's what they did. So let's figure out how to put this shit to bed. Let's figure out how we can eliminate religion. And every I think every religion needs to go away. American Christianity first, please. Southern Baptist, please. Let's eliminate the problem, not the people. You know, it's easy to watch the news. It's amazing how quick the um, media turned on Biden with this. Um, Oh, he's leaving Americans in Afghanistan. Well, I got news for you. If you're not in the military and you're not carrying a fucking gun every day, what the fuck are you doing in a war zone? If you're an American contractor and you're over there purely out of your own individual greed and you're going there to make millions of dollars on the backs of people whose countries have been invaded and you get stuck there, I don't feel sorry for you. If you're not carrying a gun in a war zone, then you're just a fucking idiot. A greedy idiot. My grandfather told me that. We were sitting watching the news one day, I don't know, probably 15 years ago, and they did a story about how an American contractor, some guy who was over there on business, got killed in some Middle Eastern country that we were at war with. And my grandfather, who fought in World War II, but he carried a gun when he did it, made the comment, he says, if you're over there just trying to make money in a war zone and you're not carrying a gun, then you're a fucking idiot. He didn't say fucking, I I added that for color. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, some of those people, yeah, it sucks that they're stuck over there. They might've been over there for the right reasons, but a lot of those Americans that are stuck over there were just greedy motherfuckers trying to make the money that they could make off of a bullshit war. So if you're over there trying to sell band-aids to the Afghanis and you get stuck I'm not going to miss you. So that's what we do. We go into countries. We take over. We try to make them live how we live and believe what we believe. And they've been there 20 fucking years. The leader of Afghanistan fled the country with what? Like $160 million. The guys that we claim to be training, that we spent billions of dollars to train Afghan soldiers. As soon as we pulled out, they laid their guns down and rolled the fuck out. It took less than 24 hours for it all to unravel. We were there for 20 fucking years. And it took less than 24 hours for it to all go to shit. Good job, America. Keep reading your fucking Bibles. Good job. Opium... Religion. Stupidity. It's a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. And somewhere, Dick Cheney and his family are living like Middle Eastern kings off of the money made from invading Afghanistan 20 years ago. Now. I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in the devil, but that shit sounds pretty fucking evil to me. All right. So I kind of want to finish up on a happier note. I want to talk about my dog again. I'm obsessed with this little bastard. So uh, his mother is full blooded Australian Shepherd, and his father is full blooded Golden Retriever. And he's probably going to be about 60 pounds. He has the coloring of a golden retriever, but he's furry and soft and squishy, like a, like an Australian shepherd. And he's pretty fucking cool. And I would hate to think that anyone would ever want to harm an animal or treat an animal like an inferior part of our world, because they think that only white humans were created in their God's image. I love all of God's children. See what I did there. And that kind of, uh, kind of made me start to think about it. Um, what I was going to talk about on this podcast. Are we all really created in something's image? Yeah, I was created in my mother and father's image. That's what I believe. But um this dog has made me uh, think about how, fortunate some of us are and how, how sad some of our lives are. I mean, I got this dog that came from a great home. Uh, I've had him for four weeks. He was 10 weeks old when I picked him up. So he was actually Friday. He was three months old and, um, he, uh, he was born to part of a litter that were taken very good care of. And, you know, they went to the vet and they did all the proper proper puppy protocol i guess say that 10 times fast and then he's come to my house where he's been spoiled fucking rotten my girlfriend and i have just i don't know we we just eat him up he spends every minute with us he's he's never alone he's never left at home by himself so far Um, but um i love the energy it takes to spoil this dude he's just I think he's worth it. And I think, you know, anytime you bring a pet into your home, um, they deserve that. You know, they're going to be loyal to you no matter what you can go to work and be a complete asshole. You know, you can fuck over all your friends. You can rip off your grandmother and steal all her money, but your dog is still going to love you. And, um, I think they deserve to be spoiled. I think they deserve to be taken care of and deserve to be uh, treated with respect. And uh, that's a part of the problem that I've mentioned before with Christianity and religion is that it's the total lack of respect that, that one group of people will have for another group of people, group of people, sorry. Um, the lack of respect people have for other religions and other people of other faiths. And, and, you know, they have the attitude that, Hey, you're wrong. You picked the wrong God. I'm right. You're wrong. I don't have to treat you with respect. It happens everywhere. You know, you can go anywhere out in public now and you just see a total lack of respect exhibited in every way you can go to Walmart and you can watch little kids scream at their parents And then the parents will turn right around and scream right back. You know, I wouldn't scream at my dog like that. I really wouldn't, but I see it. You can go anywhere and see a total lack of respect. Um, And I think it comes down to the American arrogance. You know, other countries, people are very well known for how polite they are, how welcoming they are. Um, They don't, talk about building walls and, you know, threaten you when you roam around their country. At least most of them, they don't, you know, I'm not a vast world traveler, but, you know, Australia has a reputation for being extremely kind people and welcoming and polite. And, uh, you know, Canadians have reputation for having very clean cities. And Americans don't have that reputation. We don't have a reputation of being clean. We don't have a reputation of being polite. We don't have a reputation of being considerate. And I think part of that is because of religion, because we don't feel like we have to be polite or considerate or respectful if we believe in the right God. I, you know, I'm a firm believer there's only one rule to live by, and that's the golden rule. You treat people as you would like to be treated. It's a simple rule. It's easy to understand. You know, ask any four year old, hey, how do you like to be treated? They'll tell you. Same thing with animals. Animals want to be treated well. They shouldn't have to tell you, they can't tell you. But you treat them bad, they'll tell you. They'll let you know they're unhappy. All animals will do that. They'll let you know when they're unhappy and they'll let you know when they're happy. I like when my dog is happy and smiles at me. But I also like when I'm treated well. And I like it when I'm treated with respect and people are polite to me. And in this city that I live in, in Lynchburg, Virginia, the hometown of the evil empire, the capital city of the Bible belt, there aren't a lot of polite people here. You know, anytime I'm in traffic, and I get cut off, or somebody doesn't use their fucking turn signal and pisses me off, I would say 99% of the time, they have a Liberty University bumper sticker on their car. Because they don't think they have to be polite. They don't think they have to use their turn signals. Because they're forgiven. Part of the problem, I think, with living in the Bible Belt And there are advantages to living in the Bible Belt. I like where I live for the most part. I get four seasons. I'm close to the mountains. I'm close to the ocean. I'm pretty comfortable here. But people here just aren't very polite, aren't very respectful. And I think it's because of religion. I think it's because the religious people here think they're better than everybody else. And they don't think they have to be polite or respectful because they were created in God's image and nobody else was. So there's definitely, in everyday life, there's a connection between religious people being rude and arrogant religious nations invading countries that believe in other gods. It goes down to the simple everyday life and interaction to the world stage and everything in between. You know, some people won't get the COVID vaccine because they think they're protected by God. Well, if God was really what he is, we wouldn't need vaccines. His people wouldn't need vaccines. If God was everything that people say he is, that believe in him, we would have never lost one Christian to COVID. There would have never been a Christian death related to COVID. I saw saw a sign the other day on a church, of course. It said, prayer can move mountains. I've got a question for you. How many mountains have you ever seen move? I've never sat and watched a mountain move. I've driven by mountains now for the same mountains for about 30 years now. Haven't seen one move yet. I don't know. I think as long as religion is used as an excuse to be mean to people, and to bomb the shit out of countries because they have a lot of opium, then I think religion is bad, and I will always think that. Let's not get rid of the people. Let's get rid of the faith. Let's get rid of the hangups. Let's get rid of the beliefs that would tell any man that it's okay to kill any other man because of something God said. Let's get rid of all of that shit. All right. Thank you for listening. This was your Bible Belt Atheist Podcast. Again, if this is your first time listening, I greatly appreciate it. Hope you tell a friend, an enemy, a family member. Um, please subscribe so you'll see it. Usually I put these out on Sunday mornings just because I like irony. This is my church. Okay. It's my Sunday morning. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to reach out, send me an email, uh, send me a comment, send me a threat, send me whatever you want. You can reach me at the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Now get to sinning.